What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Welcome to Right and Wrong. This is the show where we try to wake up the woke by talking common sense about the issues of the day. I am your host, Brian Ruka, and with me as always over there is producer Juice, just dominating things like he normally does. We hate to disappoint you loyal, loyal listeners this week, but we have to be honest, uh, got a little tied up with celebrating this great country over the 4th of July, and we were on vacation for a few days, so we haven't been able to really get the uh, A-list material ready for a show this week for you. So instead of giving you just a nothing, we have decided to put together a compilation of some of our favorite and most highly rated Come On Man segments for you, our listeners. When I say we, I absolutely mean Juice over there because he's the greatest producer east of the Mississippi. So hang in there. We will be back with fresh new material next Thursday for you like we normally do. But until then, why don't you uh, sit back and enjoy some of these awesome, come on, man, segments of the day. Showtime! This one coming up here was from episode number five, titled Presidents, Poets, and Pedophiles. Sit back and enjoy. Why don't you take a listen? First hear what the corporate president had to say. I'm, I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually, um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, Juice. One transgender child and one pansexual child? What language are we speaking here? Come on. Sorry, keep going. And And also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations. And um, I feel a responsibility to speak um, not just for myself, but for them, uh, to all of us. We, we had a we had an open forum last week at 20th where. Um, again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I, and I, and I realized, oh, it, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories. And 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 yet we don't have enough leads. I don't know. I mean, I just think they're going over the top with this stuff. They're trying way too hard to try and plant it into every little piece of content that they have. I mean, come on. She's saying like, like whatever, like there, there wasn't a lead character or something like that. And then she I think she says that they tried to always put characters like that, that identified as gay and queer or whatever into Disney movies. They've been doing that or something. And I don't know. I mean, I just, like I said earlier, I don't think, um, I don't think someone's sexual preference or whatever needs to be like the highlight or the most important part of a character or, or of a person by making 
this character by making a character in a Disney movie or whatever a like like their most important feature being that they're gay or queer or non-binary or whatever it might be you're you're dehumanizing them right off the bat you're saying that's the that's the important thing about this person doesn't matter their their mind their heart their their intentions what they what they doesn't matter who they are it just matters what they are you've reduced them down to a what instead of a who and she talks about like something about gay characters before and if there were yeah i'm sure there, i'm sure there were that's true but it wasn't like flashing like a neon sign like look over here this person is gay we're representing them i mean timon and pumbaa weren't they gay i don't know pinocchio i always thought was gay right who else everyone says elsa is is a lesbian so that's okay i mean they made lafu gay in the uh beauty and the beast live action who else they got sebastian wasn't he gay i don't know so i think they they have a lot of representation and it's just not the most important part of that character it doesn't make them who they are it doesn't define that character in their shows and they're going down a slippery slope when they're going to start trying to fit every little thing into a box that's going to try and make everybody pleased because it's just not going to happen and you're alienating the majority of your consumer base to appease a, a very very small category of people take a listen to this one i think uh i think this lady is the diversity um yeah disney diversity and inclusion manager this is what she had to say last summer we we removed all of the um gendered greetings in relationship to our life skills so we no longer say ladies and gentlemen boys and girls um we we've trained we we've provided training for all of our our cast members in in relationship to that so now they know it's it's hello everyone or hello friends we we are in the process of changing over those those recorded messages and so many of you are probably familiar when we brought the fireworks back to the magic kingdom we no longer say ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we say dreamers of all ages and so i love the fact that it's opened up the creativity the opportunity for our cast members to look at that we we have our cast members working with merchandise working with food and beverage working with with all of our guest facing areas where perhaps you know we we want to create that magical moment with our cast members with our guests and we don't want to just assume because someone might be um, in in our interpretation, maybe presenting as female, that they may not want to be called princess. So let's think differently about how do we really engage with our guests in a meaningful and inclusive way that makes it magical and memorable for everyone. Unbelievable with this stuff, huh? I mean, Michael Knowles nailed it the best when he he wrote a book called Speechless, Controlling Thoughts, Controlling Minds. Ding! And it was all about how the left and the uh, progressives, they all try to just change meanings of words they, they try to try to just make words fall into a category that they use they, they, they use words in a way that they're the only ones who can understand them the words don't work for the general population so you hear what she said there no more good evening ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages <laughs> they're gonna start going good evening people Good evening, everyone of everything. Good evening, humans of all kinds. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, 
if anything, if they're going to make the change, why don't you just start saying every everybody then? Don't make it so broad. Say, good evening, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, lesbians, pansexuals, gender nonconforming, non-binaries, queer, gay, and not sure what else. <laughs> but why don't they just say that? Can, can we have your attention, please? It'll take them 15 minutes just to just to make an introduction. We've we've provided training for all cast members to stop referring to people as boys and girls or ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Yep, this is the world we live in. This is 2022. And and now do we understand why it's so important to stand up and speak about these things on the local level? to notice them when they're going on in our own school districts, why it's so important to to be involved with this kind of thing and, and why this is the most important issue of our time right now. That's why they want, they want to steal the culture. They want to indoctrinate our children to satisfy some sort of perverse sexual weirdness that they hold. I mean, come on. The, the first the, the first woman there with the pansexual and and what a bisexual child I forget what she said now but like how do two of your kids end up identifying like this I mean the apple doesn't fall far from the tree right were they just an anomaly that a family like that would have two children within that same household end up subjecting themselves to something like this or, or fall victim to this ideology of course it's not a coincidence this lady forced that upon her own children that's how they turned out like that and that's what's going on and it's sickening i don't understand why we're okay with this so i guess the last thing i have to say about it is diversity lady Disney lady president there. All I have to say to you is... Come on, man. <laughs> All right. And this one here coming up is from episode number six. It was titled, Separation of Patriots and Progressives. This one really just cracked me up. I don't know why he insists on these ridiculous stories of his, but he was talking about trucks the other day and something going on with the... uh with like some Truckers Act thing they're trying to do for supply chains and this, that, or the other thing, whatever he's trying to do. But he has to go off script for a second and give you this ridiculous story uh, about some time that he was jumping in and driving trucks when he was a, a young senator. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how else to, to set it up for you, but... It's just ridiculous. This is uh, a lot like our corn pop story. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I set it up good enough for you. Take a listen to President Biden here. I, uh, I got a commercial license because my dad used to run an automobile agency. And I used to have to go up to the body shop up in Philadelphia from Wilmington. And when they'd order a, a trailer or a cab, I just they'd sell the cab. And so I had to have a license to be able to drive it up and back. And so during the trucker strike years later, when I was a young senator, I was a, there was a guy who uh, ran steel from Deemer Steel out to Ohio. 
And uh, so I decided to ride out with him to see what it was like in the strike. And I was driving, going through Shiloh, Ohio. And, uh, and we, he, he was, his handle was Big Ten. And remember, everybody, all the truck stops were being blockaded at the time during the strike. And he, uh, he called, he said, Big Ten wanting to come in. I forget exactly how he said it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how he said it. Big Ten to Secret Squirrel, requesting permission to come in for landing. <laughs> oh, this is Big Ten. <laughs> and, the, and the only woman truck driver ever knew I met that day, she said, this is Big Mama, no room. <laughs> Swear to God, true story. <laughs> Swear to God, absolutely not a true story. I would, I would bet money that that's in his notebook of uh, ridiculous made-up stories for uh, cocktail parties. He's got a whole whole file full of this nonsense, and he busts it out from time to time, and it's just great for us because I think he actually thinks that this makes him relatable and likable, but he just sounds like a moron. Big Ten to Big Mama. <laughs> Come on. God, just in, in that whole speech, he was talking about how um, that they're creating more opportunities for women to be in the place there. And he's talking about the, the woman that was in control back in the seventies or something. Who knows? I mean, maybe he was talking, he didn't mean big mama. He was really talking about large Marge. What do you think juice? Be sure and tell him large Marge sent you. Yep, that's right. Just tell him Lodge Modge sent you. That's what he heard. I don't know. Is Francis stealing his bike, too? Is he going to tell us about that next? I don't know. Maybe he's been watching the uh, Austin Powers trilogy, too, and and trying to channel his uh, Dr. Evil for himself so he could kind of relive this moment for us. Breaker, breaker, run, niner. This is Goldilocks. All right. Chant four there, Goldie Wang. This is Rover Ducky. What's your chant 20? Over. I've got preparation H in my rear and Smokey the Bat in my back door. We got our shot convoy. Over. Yeehaw! Copy that, you some bit pile of monkey nuts. Up and by there, Rover Ducky. I'm entering your mouth now. Over. <laughs> yep. But that's uh, Grandpa Joe for you. Got Corn Pop, Big Mama, Big Ten, Dr. Evil. Lodge, Modge, Pee Wee, Herman, all the all the whole crew. They're all part of his wheelhouse. I wish I could continue on this. I really don't know what else I can say to our president except the words that he said best. Get ready, Juice. You ready, Juice? Mr. Joe Biden, President of the United States, you have earned yourself a good old-fashioned... Come on, man. <laughs> all right, here is one from episode number 12, titled... In the eye of a hurricane. We're going to kind of go back uh, in time a little bit with this one. It's from, you know, maybe six months ago now, but uh, my man Juice brought it back up on Twitter and uh, we couldn't help but laugh about it this week. From It's, it's a video from a Microsoft event that they were hosting uh, for like a huge community online and the <laughs> the virtue signaling woke nonsense it is incredible it's absolutely hilarious uh, i think what i say in the beginning there that these people are trying to earn themselves the gold medal in the woke olympic word jogging type of stuff so 
without further ado, why don't we uh, go to the video and hear from these uh, <laughs> from these Microsoft people? Hello and welcome to Microsoft Ignite. We've got a big day ahead and lots in store for you. First, we want to acknowledge that the land where the Microsoft campus is situated was traditionally occupied by the Sammamish, the Duwamish, the Snoqualmie, the Suquamish, the Muckleshoot, the Snohomish, the Tulalip, and other Coast Salish peoples since time immemorial. My name is Allison Wines. I'm a senior program manager in our developer tools division. I'm an Asian and white female with dark brown hair wearing a red sleeveless top. And I'm Seth Juarez, program manager in the AI platform group. I'm a tall Hispanic male wearing a blue shirt, khaki pants. Today we kick off two days of learning more about the latest solutions, exploring how these key innovations can empower you to do great things and connecting with peers from around the world. Hello, everyone. I'm Natalia Gadilla. I'm a Caucasian woman with long blonde hair, and I go by she, her. I'm a product marketing lead here at Microsoft and co-host of the podcast Security Unlocked with this guy. Yes, that would be me. Hello, everyone. I'm Nick Fillingham. I'm a Caucasian man with glasses and a beard. I go by he, him, and I'm a security evangelist here at Microsoft. <laughs> yes, that that is real life. Ah, oh my god, I love it. That guy, how about the the guy with the blue shirt and khaki pants? He was so proud of himself that he had that on for an outfit today. You know, he was like pumped when he got to work and he realized that it was uh video shoot day. He was like, "Yes, today's the day that I wore those blue that's this blue polo or in these khaki khaki pants that I have on." Oh, thank goodness it wasn't my uh X-Men t-shirt and uh, sweatpants that I typically would be wearing. <laughs> what a tool that guy is. He loved it, though. So happy about it. Uh, khakis? She sounds hideous. <laughs> and how about the other one there? Uh, you, I mean, you guys gotta see this video. Hopefully we can post it somewhere again. Like I said, the, the uh, juice box there had it up on his Twitter. Juice box fourteen twenty three, but uh, how about that other guy, Nick Fillahim? Towards the end there, notice that he conveniently left out the fact that he has a god awful mohawk. He mentions that he's got glasses, a beard. He identifies as he or whatever he said, but he leaves out that mohawk. And I wonder if he left it out because it is culturally insensitive to those Native American tribes that were mentioned at the beginning of this video. Or maybe it's just because that's a ridiculous haircut for a 40-something-year-old man to try and wear if he uh, wants people to take him seriously. A mohawk, you know, is what 12-year-old boys get for summer vacation. <laughs> okay, Nick, the fact that, the, that people like this are in charge at major companies is extremely troubling. These people are the products of a severely severely broken education system in America. And this is just not sustainable for the long-term success of our country here. It's not. I don't know. This is a fun segment, typically. We like to poke poke a little fun and, uh, and, and you know, make fun of these ri the ridiculous people on the left. But I don't think it's any laughing matter here these days to, you know, keep picking on people like this. So I figured if... If I can't pick on them, why not just join them? And maybe I could start delivering my message here on the Right and Wrong podcast, you know, in the same way that they would deliver a message coming from them. So here, here we go. I, I, 
I'll try and see if I can do it like they can. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Come On Man segment of the day. First, I'd like to acknowledge that I'm recording on land that traditionally belonged to the Wampatog, the Narragansett, and the Warrens. My name is Brian Rooker. I'm an immature podcaster trying to make a living doing this here thing that I'm doing. <laughs> I'm a peach mammal who is native to America, born and raised in America, who identifies as an American. I'm wearing a backwards black cap to hide my bald head. I have a mediocre looking beard and I carry around a dad bod with me. My pronouns are nope, no way, not happening. Over there is producer Juice. He identifies as Truth. He's wearing a black shirt with black shorts with a black hat and black sneakers. He's the original inventor of the Atkins diet and a founding member of the Donnie's fan club. He's got some badass tattoos and he is locked and loaded to protect his family from any intruders dumb enough to target his house. I'm providing this kind of programming to help enable you to feel confident rejecting the nonsense that is forced on our culture from the left. Hopefully, you'll subscribe to our show and help us grow a realistic community of normal, non-bath-salt-sniffing people that just want to return our country to the common-sense principles that once made us great. Stay tuned to the show, okay? <laughs> I don't know. How did I do there, Juice? you think I, I pulled it off? Can I fit in with these Microsoft nerds? I don't know. Well, if I can't, if they're going to reject me, then I might as well beat them to the punch. So, Microsoft nerds doing your woke jogging virtue signaling nonsense. I got nothing else to say to you guys except... Come on, man. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, this one here is from episode number 13, titled Wokeness Above All. And we have got a really... Uh, good one for you today. It's from a House judicial hearing on abortion care access that took place last week, and I'm sure that you've at least seen something about this. But our target of the day is going to be um, a pro-abortion activist who has all those credentials that we talked about at the beginning of the show, very educated, and you know, and, and called for the hearing to to defend um abortion and i I, <laughs> I can't even explain what was going through this woman's head so why don't you take why don't we just go right to the clip you could take a take a listen and see what she had to say um what do you say a woman is <laughs> i believe that everyone can identify for themselves um do you believe then that men can become pregnant and have abortions Yes. What? Yes. Men can become pregnant and have abortions. Wow. And as she speaks, and the name pops up, and it says executive director underneath her name. How? How is that? How is she an executive director? Uh, sign me up, please. I could executive direct something. I don't know what it is, but you have somebody a per, a person in a position of power that can sit there with a straight face and say yes a man can become pregnant this is 2022 ladies and gentlemen wow I'll, it goes on so so abortion should be allowed in 
by your definition for any reason, for any purpose, at any stage, right? I trust people to make decisions about their body, and then when relevant, I think that they need to consult their medical practitioners okay. and not is, if it is, Listen, let me just ask you this question. If it is not lawful and morally acceptable to take the life of a 10-year-old child, I assume you agree with that, right? That would be wrong, correct? I believe that. Okay, that is and wrong. a two-year-old child, same thing. That would be murder. We would all agree that's wrong. Then what is the principal distinction between the human being that is two years old, or nine months old, or one week old, or an hour old, than one that is eight inches further up the birth canal in the utero? What, what's the difference? Why is it okay in the latter case and not the former cases? I trust people to determine what to do with their own body. Wow. We'll stop. I love it. Full stop. Like, she's completely baffled. If you see this video, it's amazing because she's sitting there. She's got like these weird look like glasses on. Like, she's one step away from like having a piece of gum that she's like twirling around her finger, like hanging out of her mouth as she's like trying to listen to the question, confused by it. Well, it's like a totally great day. It's like totally awesome. (laughs) Hesitantly, she admits that killing allowing a mother to kill her 10 year old is is wrong she she didn't want to commit to that but she did and then she's sitting there looking at him all confused and (laughs) she even delays on the question because she doesn't know what to say when he's like the difference between you know eight weeks after being born however he termed it there um then eight inches up the birth canal and I, i i i trust women to do what they think is best. And then gets the reaction from people. There's, there's like, everyone's, you hear the commotion start. And then she thinks she's got like the win. Like, like she's ending the debate right there with the full stop. <laughs> that one. Remember that one for us, ladies and gentlemen, because that is going to be a go to for me uh, throughout <laughs> the right and wrong show here. All right. I'm going to use that uh, quite often, I think. Full stop. oh how do you like how do you have a conversation with somebody like that how can you even like like how can we live together in a reasonable society under the same rules of the law if you're dealing with someone who literally thinks that men can become pregnant and that it's okay to just murder innocent children up to the second they come out of their mother's birth canal. She looks to me at least like she doesn't even see the problem with any of her logic. And that is somebody who has way more credentials than me, I would assume. She, I'm sure she has uh, more formal education than I do, me, me and my um, 12 years of Catholic school. So that person right there is going to be looked at with more credibility in society than somebody like me, who's just using common sense to tell you what's right and wrong or or common sense to tell you that um, men have penises and girls have vaginas, (laughs) that women uh, are the only sex that, that can become pregnant and produce life. Like there's no, that's not up for debate. That's not a question. That's not um, even, Shouldn't shouldn't even be wasting our time having to discuss something like that. And oh, and that's a full stop. <laughs> so, Miss uh, Emmy Arambide, 
uh, executive director of of <laughs> of pro abortion on demand, um, full stopping pregnant men um, community. You, my friend, get yourself one big fat classic. Come on, man. <laughs> Gotta love these episode names. I just enjoy saying them back to you guys. That, again, is from the greatest producer east of the Mississippi, Mr. Juice Manzata. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking. He comes up with all the titles, ladies and gentlemen. Great, great mind over there behind the keyboard. I would have thought, had I not seen it on paper and heard them talk about it, that I was making this up. Not a joke. No. <laughs> this one here is from episode number 15, our Pride Edition. It was titled List Lunches in the Failing Queen. And I cannot wait to get to this one. It comes courtesy of the new documentary film by Mr. Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire titled What is a Woman? We're going to play clips from um, one of the people that Matt was able to interview throughout the documentary. And man, it is something you need to hear to believe. So without further ado... Why don't we uh, take it away, Juice, and let this um, crazy lady introduce herself for us. My name is Michelle Forcier, um, and I have a medical degree from University of Connecticut Residency, University of Utah Pediatrics, and I've worked for a number of different Planned Parenthoods for 20 years. I do advanced contraception and abortion, as well as gender hormones, and sort of looking at the whole sort of schema of gender, sex, and, and reproductive um, justice. Wow, what an introduction she gave herself there, huh? Uh, <laughs> that is, uh, that's an impressive list of absolutely nothing. Crazy buzzwords and uh, credentials, which we covered last week on the show, means absolutely nothing to us here on the Right and Wrong show. Let her get going and you'll see how valuable those credentials really are. I'd rather uh, get that guy from There's Something About Mary when he just says, I'm a pizza delivery boy. Name's Norm. Hi. <laughs> Just give me one of those instead of her rambling nonsense. But why don't we jump jump on to the next part of the the uh, clip there, Juice? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's research and data that show that um, babies and infants um, understand differences in gender. Some children figure out their gender really early, and the reason why we are say, oh, that's, that's interesting or important is because they're figuring out their gender identity is not necessarily congruent with their sex assigned at birth. <laughs> what? Yeah. How about that little, like, like noise she made at the beginning of the, uh, of her answer to, mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that was. But j- babies are figuring it out at what? No, no, they're not. You know what figures it out? Penises or vaginas. That's all it is. Stop overcomplicating this. And she thinks she's a genius with this stuff. Real proud of herself, sophisticated, with her fancy blue hair. Ugh. All right. Keep going, Juice. When the, when the doctor sees the penis and says, this is a male, has the sex of male, that's an arbitrary distinction. Telling that family, based on that little penis that your child is absolutely 100% male-identified no matter what else occurs in their life, that's not correct. Yes, it is. It's correct. That little penis, whether it's little, huge, medium, whatever it may be, that is the greatest indication that it's a boy. No matter what else happens in that child's life, no matter 
what other things this person goes on to encounter or experience or whatever else she wants to talk about. That child is and always will be a male. What's the gender affirmation process? Affirmation means that as a pediatrician, as someone who says my job is to provide the best medical care for you, is I need to listen really carefully. Did you notice how she started talking to him the way she would talk to one of her, one of the children that is, is there to see her? Yeah. Yeah. See, I want to talk about affirmation means whatever it is in front of me that we're going to discover. So manipulative. Absolutely absurd. I'll let her keep going. And how I put it in words for kids so that they can understand it is tell me your story. Where have you been in terms of your gender and your gender identity? Where are you right now? And more excitingly, where would you like to be in the future? Yeah, more excitingly for her, because that's her time to tell them where she would like them to be in their future. (laughs) Because she's going to coach them and push them into changing, trying, trying to change whatever sex they actually are at that moment because that's her objective that is her agenda and that's her goal when she has these kids coming to see her at what age does the medical transition begin with uh medication so medical affirmation begins when the patient says they're ready for it so that could be a, a kiddo who is just starting puberty and panicking because they're getting breast buds or their penis is getting bigger and busier and they're worried about all kinds of masculine changes and that way puberty blockers which are completely reversible no no they're not and don't have permanent effects are wonderful because we can put that pause on puberty just like if you were listening to music you put the pause on and we stop the blockers and puberty would go right back to where it was the next note in the song just delayed that period of time. You can't pause puberty, you psycho. What is wrong with this lady? She seriously believes that? Get out of here with that. This is insane. This woman should have her medical license taken away from her. She should lose all credibility and status that she has within the psychiatric community. But nope, she's gonna be she's gonna be praised. I'm sure. Actually, I haven't even looked into it since this aired. Uh, it's been less than a week, but I'm sure she's already a victim. I'm sure she's already claiming uh, um, that she's being bullied, harassed, whatever. I'm I'm sure people have found her somewhere on Twitter, on social media, and um, told her what she should have been told a hell of a long time ago. Let's finish it up here, Juice, with the with this one last little clip. One of the drugs used is Lupron, right? Which mm-hmm. has actually been used to chemically castrate sex offenders? You know what? I'm not sure that we should continue with this interview because it seems like it's going in a particular direction. Well, you're a medical professional. I am a medical professional. So you don't want to talk about the drugs that you give to kids or? Again, I'm a physician and I use medication. You're choosing exploitive words. Drugs I give to I'm, kids. I'm choosing a chemical word that was in a dictionary. That's not a correct term for puberty blocking. I, mean, I could like look it up on my phone, but I'm pretty sure if I looked it up, like, you you can look it up on your phone. It says medical definition: the administration of a drug to bring about a marked reduction in the body's production of androgens and especially testosterone. And I'm saying, as a pediatrician who takes care of hundreds of these kids, when you use that terminology, you are being malignant and harmful. 
I mean, there are some who would say that giving chemical castration drugs to kids is malignant and harmful. It's about the context of caring for a child and, and seeing the, the suffering that kids can have that have not been in affirmative home situations. Wow. Yeah, we here on the Right and Wrong Show would call it chemical castration. Yep, we're, we're in favor of that um, terminology being used here, doctor. Sorry that you don't like um, calling a spade a spade. Like, is what it is. What are you doing to these children? And the manipulate the manipulation of words there with calling it gender affirming drugs or whatever she said that healthcare. Um, it's not affirming their gender. It's actually lying about their gender. It's it's teaching them to avoid their psychological problems. It's teaching them to avoid what's at the root of the problem here. And for her, like for her to actually sit there and think you start putting like a 12 year old, 13 year old on drugs like that. You think you're going to be able to pick back up with puberty when they decide at 25 years old that, you know what, they want to go back to being who they actually are. We're going to have, have 25 year olds, 30 year olds, 40 year olds walking around going through puberty. Get out of here with that. Ugh. I'm sorry, Michelle Fossier, 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 whatever the hell your name is. You are a complete psycho, and I would want you nowhere near my children. I don't think you should be near anybody's children, and I think you should be um, in a jail cell somewhere. So you, my friend, the least of your worries today is the fact that you're getting one big old fat... Come on, man. <laughs> All right, and that'll do it for us. I hope you enjoyed this uh, compilation of our Come On, Man segments of the day. We sure enjoy bringing them to you. We appreciate all the love and loyalty you guys have shown us throughout our run here on the Right and Wrong Show. And uh, as promised, we will be back next week with fresh material for you. Until then, I don't think I have any anything else to say to you guys except thanks for having me. The Right and Wrong Show is produced by Juice. Executive producer, Juice. Audio mixer is Juice. Hair by Skull Shavers. Wardrobe and Makeup by Ashley Ruka. Right and Wrong Song created by Juice. The Right and Wrong Show is copyright 2022 from Brian Ruka. Not a joke.